Do you sometimes feel that things get too much for you, maybe in your relationship or in other areas of life? Today, we're talking about overwhelm and what it's like when you're overwhelmed and what you can do about it. If you'd like to find out how you can improve your relationship, head over to therelationshipmaze.com and also take our free argument style quiz on our website and discover your argument style. Welcome to today's podcast and today we're talking about overwhelm. Yep, so are you feeling overwhelmed at the moment? I'm feeling overwhelmed with all of these kind of ideas we've got to talk about in this podcast. <laughs> I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed because I'm not quite sure what we're going to talk about uh, in this podcast because <laughs> I haven't quite, quite uh, thought it through. But generally speaking, at the moment, I don't feel too overwhelmed But um, at this point in, in time. But um, but I frequently do. I frequently um, go through my life um, kind of being very preoccupied with, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, la, 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 and I haven't finished this yet, I, I need to do this yet. Do you, do you recognise that? Yeah, I think what's, you know, what's important here is, first of all, think about, as you're listening, what happens when you feel overwhelmed? What's it like to be overwhelmed? Mm. Now, and this is also important, is that one area of our life has an effect on the other. So at work, and often I find work, or finances can be sources of overwhelm. Mm -hmm. If you're overwhelmed at work, if you have too much to do, if you're kind of worried if you don't get it done, you'll lose your job. If suddenly there's all these bills coming through the door and you're thinking, I don't know how I'm going to pay them. Mm -hmm. All of this overwhelm has an effect on how you feel emotionally. Yeah. So we have the thoughts in our head, the, the worry, but we have this anxiety in our bodies, very real anxiety, which... Actually, part of your brain, the logical part, the part that reasons, shuts down a little bit. Yeah, because we feel threatened. Yeah, we feel right? threatened, we feel mm. anxious. So actually, mm. when we get overwhelmed, not only is that overwhelm a feeling, but it shuts down the part of our brain that we need to actually get through that overwhelm. So mm. it can be challenging. Mm. And that can have a huge impact on your relationships mm. or whether on you, if you're dating, in terms of even going dating. If you feel like, you know, in the dating scene... You can feel overwhelmed by, you know, where, how do you start to date? Mm -hmm. And I know people that get to that point and don't do it or put it off. You know, they avoid it because of the overwhelm of all the choice, which goes back to an earlier podcast. Yeah, absolutely. You can get into this kind of frozen state where basically you decide, oh, it's all too much. I can't do anything. I might as well just do nothing. Yeah. Or you can get into this uh, hyperactive state of, well, I've got to do this, I've got to do let me do this, or where you kind of, you, you do, 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 do. Um, but very often, yeah, it's this sort of like not being able to see the woods for the trees, isn't it? Not being able to really reflect, not being able to know where to start with things. Um, and often it also ties in with this sense of, well, of not being capable, doesn't it? I can't do this, it's, it's just too much. Yeah. And, and like I said, it doesn't affect just one area of our life where the overwhelm originated. It can affect all of the areas. And that's important in relationships mm. because we know that, you know, crises of money with work can have a huge impact on relationships. Health issues, mm. these have a huge impact. And sometimes that causes us to sabotage thing, a relationship that can be great. Mm. So it's learning how to deal with overwhelm is really important how to deal and with that anxiety you get so mm. as you said you know that fight flight or freeze response it's mm. so like you talked about the freeze response mm. 
But the other thing that some people experience with overwhelm is you know, the fight response might be in anger. You find yourself getting more irritated. Mm. You find yourself kind of blowing up in situations because that overwhelm you know, leads you into that instinct to, to fight. Mm. Your body's got all of this energy. Mm, absolutely or it could be to run away it could be to avoid it it could be to like leave the relationship it could be just to leave your job mm. so we might have that flight response or to procrastinate that's a classic avoidance strategy as well isn't yeah, it yeah well, i think procrastination is probably more freeze isn't it yeah, yeah no, absolutely sorry yeah, that's more a freeze be. response i suppose no. it could be well, it could, no i think it's more of a freeze response you're absolutely right yeah, yeah. Mm. um and and this the thing is that you know our bodies respond to what we see as a threat as if it's a physical threat, because that's what we would have experienced hundreds of years ago. Mm. You know, if our life is being threatened, like we're running from an, a dangerous animal, we can either fight it, we can run away from it, or we can just freeze. And basically, you know, we may not get noticed like that, or it could be just a mm. protective mechanism. Yeah, we're going to shut down. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. And our body's full of all these chemicals. And as I talked about, one thing that happens is the logical and reasoning part of our brain tends to shut down and we just have this emotional part, the amygdala's like there, mm, kind of mm. with that fight, flight, that kind of survival response. Mm. So, yeah, so what we want to do, if we're feeling overwhelmed, we have to generate a little bit of a, a sort of gap, don't we, between our uh, emotional reactions because when we're overwhelmed, we're very reactive, as you say, Um to generate a little bit of a gap, so to speak, um, a pause for thinking, for reflection, to be able to uh, bring in our neocortex, that part of the brain that enables us to to think, to reflect, to assess, etc. Um, so we we need to create a bit more of that, that kind of space, don't we, when we're overwhelmed? Yeah, and I think exactly what you talked about is, at some level, internally, the experience is you know, sometimes people describe it as like everything's on top of me mm. or kind of like it's right in my face. Mm. These are expressions that actually describe the experience internally mm. is that we're right in it. Mm. We're stuck in it. Mm. We do need to get some distance. Mm. So creating and often I find when people have got out through overwhelm, they talk about that sense of, you know, they feel they've got some distance from it or they've got a different perspective. Mm. So at some level, it's about learning a way to regulate some of that emotion and create a different perspective mm. to step back from it and be able to kind of mm. view these things that are happening rather than be in, in them. It. That's right. Having that kind of helicopter perspective, isn't it? It's looking at the situation not from from the inside, basically, but from the outside. And that gives you a bit more capacity to to review, to assess, to think, well, what are my options here? What's the best way to approach this? How can I respond in the best possible way here? What can I do? Yeah. Um, which is really difficult when you are, when you're just dealing with a threat. I mean, that kind of shuts down that kind of capacity. Yeah. And like you said, one term is helicopter perspective, but I think it's not less, and, and this is something I might ask you to mm. think about in a moment as you're listening uh, maybe not if you're driving, you could do it another time. And it may or may not have an effect for you. But for some people, this can be quite interesting. Mm -hmm. Is It doesn't have to be viewing things from above, but mm -hmm. from some sort of distance. Mm -hmm. So if you, for example, think about something now that you feel, you know, if there's something that you're feeling overwhelmed by or something that's kind of really going on that kind of causes you some of that, that feeling of too much happening. And if you think about, like, if you visualize that right now, 
if you were to imagine that picture of that thing, but imagine you could float back and get some distance. So you could see this in front of you, but you can see that whole thing in front of you from a distance. You know, what's it, how is it different as you imagine that situation from a distance in front of you, like a picture or a movie in front? Now, if you were to float over it, like a helicopter, mm -hmm. and look down on it, if you were to look down on that situation, does that make a difference? Mm -hmm. You could even think, well, if you float below it and look up at it, would that be a different sort of perspective? And which one works best for you? Mm -hmm. Now, for some people, you know, these little thought experiments can, can actually have quite a big impact mm -hmm. with overwhelm because that feeling is internally in our head. It's like all the stuff's going on in our head. We need to imagine we can get some distance from it, kind of put it further out so we can view it with a different perspective. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, if you're walking in a city and it's a really busy city, and it's like people going everywhere. Sometimes it feels like oh, there's people all around me. You know, there's all these crowds are kind of feeling overwhelmed with all, this, all these people around. But if you can imagine going outside that city and climbing up a mountain, and from that mountain you start to look down at that same city, and you start to notice all the people like little ants, mm -hmm. you get a different perspective. Rather than all these things coming at you, suddenly you start to see the interactions and kind of things seem different from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's a really good intervention and something to try. Another one is also to kind of try to look at the situation um, from a different perspective. Because often it's about perspective, isn't it? It's about the meaning that we ascribe to particular situations. And with overwhelm, the meaning that we ascribe is that something is terribly important and like lives are going to dependent, going to be dependent on you know me doing this one thing or these ten things that are on my list. So, um, or it can also be this kind of very intern this internal voice that we have. You have to get this done. You know, this is not good enough. It's got to be better. Work harder. You know, come on. You know, why is this still not finished? And it might be quite helpful when you have, particularly when you have this sort of very strong, tyrannic voice, internal tyrannic voice, uh, to play with that a little bit, to distort this a little bit, and um, for example, to give this voice a. a, a a Mickey Mouse, let let this voice exp uh, say what it usually says in a Mickey Mouse voice or in a kind of like funny voice, a funny character. And sometimes when you catch yourself with this internal voice telling you that you still haven't done enough of this or you need to do more, when you kind of uh, make it squeaky, that voice, or, or, or low or kind of you distort it in some sort of way, it takes the sting out of it. It, it, it can actually be, make it quite funny then. And when you can laugh about it, then you can also step away and the sort of seriousness of the moment becomes uh, less intense. Absolutely. And that's actually in some ways similar to what I was talking about with a perspective exercise, but this is with sounds. And mm -hmm. this is working on what in something called NLP, neurolinguistic programming, is called submodalities. Mm -hmm. um, something else you could do with a sound is... Rather than imagine that sound in your mind, imagine it's coming from a speaker in front of you mm. and you can take, you can actually physically reach out. Imagine you physically reach out and turn the volume down and that sound gets lower. It gets mm. quieter. Mm. So you start to dim it down as well. So there's many things you can do to explore that. Another way of getting different perspective, which something you said mm. reminded me of, mm. is think of somebody you know who's great at handling this type of situation. Mm. 
Now, it doesn't have to be somebody you know personally. It could be somebody from television. It could be like a Dalai Lama, anybody. Mm-hmm. And think, okay, how would this person handle this situation? How, would, how might they think? How might they respond? What might they do? Imagine how they would respond and maybe even kind of imagine you could step into their shoes and feel how it would feel to be this person in this situation. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's all about, um, with overwhelm, it's all about developing a different perspective somehow, isn't it? It's this sort of, as I say, creating a bit more distance from the situation, viewing it differently. So it's kind of, um, it's also kind of cognitively challenging your experience or thinking about it differently, thinking differently about it and and really um, questioning, is this the end of the world if I'm not going to complete all of these tasks right now? What's going to happen? You know, is it really that terrible? Yeah, and I, I think based on what you said as well, I think it's also really important to give yourself space. Mm time because mm. when when we get overwhelmed it can feel like a tidal wave mm. and some things you know but sometimes we get this information that's so big mm. it will have an emotional response mm-hmm. and when there's a tidal wave it's a tidal wave you know it's like we're trying we try and avoid it we try and stop it we try and deal with it we don't want to be overloaded mm. so it's like we're trying to hold this door against this tidal wave which the more we struggle the harder that tidal wave is going to push against it mm. sometimes we need to just open the door and let it ride through. And I think for me, a good metaphor is sometimes when we're hit by this immediate overwhelm, mm. this this feeling, this feeling that feels so big is rather than try and fight it, rather than try and stop it, is try to imagine that we can start to almost surf it. Yeah, I like that idea. So it's it. we know that emotions, all emotions are like waves. Mm. They start from nothing and they may rise very quickly to a big peak, sometimes mm. slowly. Mm. But at some point, that peak will start to level off. And it's recognizing that this emotion to change, no emotion stays constant forever. Whether it's what we label as positive or negative, whether it's feeling happy, whether it's feeling kind of anxious, these vary to different levels. Mm-hmm. So it's when we get hit by this sudden thing is recognizing, okay, this, this is a completely appropriate response. I just need to ride this wave through and give my myself space to do that. And sometimes we need to spend a little bit of time accepting that and allowing ourselves that space so that we can then get into that space where we can start to reason things out, mm. where we can get that perspective. Mm. You know, sometimes we're hit by this intensity where doing those exercises we talked about immediately can be too challenging because mm. we're, we're still in that wave at the mm. point where we're just trying to kind of get onto that wave to surf it. Absolutely. We don't have to get consumed by it. So we just have to, you know, just try and maybe do some emotional regulation to balance out that initial shock as well. Yeah. So it's this idea of this too shall pass as a reminder or some sort of mantra like this sometimes might help. Yeah. It's just a temporary thing. It's going to pass. Yeah, you will have temporary. different experiences. It's temporary. It's not going to be there forever and I think it's also really helpful because it blocks your creative thinking doesn't it in this moment when you're overwhelmed you can't really think you can't think and you can't think creatively so you can't think creatively around finding a solution to the very thing that you need to address but uh, absolutely if you surf the wave you let it ride you accept you accept the situation as it is or your feelings as they are you can then come to a point again where uh, your system calms down and that will enable you to to do some of the creative thinking 
that you're absolutely capable of. So think of all the situations that you've been in previously uh, where you found solutions. And we've all had challenges, right? I mean, we've all been in situations where we felt over overwhelmed, overloaded, where we felt like we can't do it, and we did it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and, and I think picking up on one thing, for me, is sometimes things seem so overwhelming that trying to say this will pass mm. doesn't always work. No, it's true. And I think the thing is, and this is the thing with anxiety, is thinking this will pass. Sometimes we're trying to reassure, reassure ourselves, which... Actually, that reassurance strangely will kind of actually reinforce the anxiety response in the future. Mm. I think, you know, whether or not it passes, it's finding a different relationship to it. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. rather than being sucked into that wave and drowning where we get totally overwhelmed by it. It's about, like I said, surfing it, trying to ride that through, acknowledging that whatever happens, this experience will change. Mm. Whether or not it goes away, we don't know. The more you want it to go away, ironically, usually the longer it takes. Absolutely. But just being able to accept that that's there, allow yourself to have that emotional response and rather get sucked into it, acknowledge you know, this is something that will change. This is something that, mm. you know, well, you will get through it. Mm. Whether or not it fully goes away or not, who knows? And I think also it's something that doesn't define you as a person. It's just something that you are experiencing at this moment in time. So rather than... For example, telling yourself, I am overwhelmed, which is kind of creating an identity in this moment, it might be more helpful to think a thought, something like, I'm having the thought that I can't cope, I'm having the thought that this is not manageable, I'm having the thought that this is all impossible to address, something along those lines. Yeah, and, and, and then maybe describing it as well as rather, you know, I'm overwhelmed, like you said, or I'm having, you know, you can, adding, I'm having the thought that I'm overwhelmed, actually describing so this situation this happened this happened and actually describing it mm. writing it out on a piece of paper it's really even good. draw it into a diagram mm. so if you have problems with the visualization exercise i talked about mm. earlier mm. where you in your mind you imagine seeing the events from a distance get out a piece of paper and actually write down everything mm. write down everything that's going on in different kind of maybe on different post-it notes mm. and arrange them on the table and start to kind of rearrange them and look at how it looks like if you arrange them differently mm. or step back from them and actually see them written down on a piece of paper, mm. fasten a way that you can actually objectively begin to look at those things. Because some people find it easier to do this in their heads than others. Mm. Um, so actually putting it on paper can be a great thing to do. I think that's really, I, absolutely. I was thinking about that early on and then I forgot about that thought. Yeah, because uh, it, it takes you from in here to out there. And therefore, if it's out there, you can look at it can step away from it that gives you a little bit more of a sense of control and and a bit more room you know you're more removed from your experience or your your thoughts or your feelings uh, related to this experience yeah 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 and sometimes as well when we're overwhelmed it can cause us to like have challenges sleeping and mm. a lot of people that have that mm. and then you go to bed and you think i'm not sleeping i'm going to be tired in the morning going to be less able to deal with it mm. and it all builds up everything seems to build up and I think as well, when you're going to bed at night, is don't even try to sleep. Just go there and just, you know, first of all, write the things down. Write as much down as you can. Get it externalised. When you're going to bed at night, just focus on just trying to relax your body as much as possible. You may not be able to do it much, but just do the best you can. Mm. When you stop trying to sleep, it's usually easier to sleep. And when we've got all that overwhelm, all these thoughts, it can be challenging. Mm. 
you know, sometimes listening to some sort of guided visualization or meditation can be really useful as well to help get your mind somewhere else. Because mm. uh, we do need sleep. But at the same time, you know, we, we can all get by without sleeping for a night or two. Absolutely. Even though it feels oh, like, and we might worry about I'm not going to handle it properly. Sometimes that's that fear that if I, I need my sleep can stop us getting to sleep. And, you know, that's one of the things as well, is just giving yourself that space and trying to step back and knowing that actually, you know, riding that wave rather than getting sucked in. Mm. Uh, one other thought that just popped into my mind is that uh, maybe also thinking about being overwhelmed and the impact this is having on your relationship. Uh, this is all the more true if there are two partners in the relationship who are overwhelmed if they are if there's only one then the other one can provide some sort of reassurance or be or stability maybe continuity to the other and therefore enable the other to ride the wave more quickly yeah um but if you have two two of you surfing <laughs> then you can kind of get the picture here that basically then there's two of you in this kind of survival mode so to speak a really really kind of struggle feeling threatened feeling Oh, you know, feeling that you can't cope, etc. And that, of course, then creates all sorts of tensions in the relationship. And most importantly, what it really stops you from doing is connecting to each other. Because when you are in survival mode, you can't connect with others. That system shuts down. You just preoccupy it with yourself uh, and your own struggles. So um, so this is why it's really important, uh, everything that we've talked about today, uh, in terms of addressing that individually, will also then, if you know, dealing with your own sense of overwhelm, managing your own um, difficult feelings around overwhelm, if you can do that individually, then that will, of course, also have a positive impact on on your relationship. It will enable you to, to have a connection again, to communicate again with your heads uh, and not just with anger, for example, or withdrawal. Um, or, you know, these sort of frozen states that we talked about earlier on. Yes, and, and just um, I think one thing maybe to uh, just suggest that you maybe can practice before we end, as well as some of the things we've said already, is little emotional regulation techniques like breathing. Mm -hmm. Slowing down your breathing is so important. Um, little things make a difference. Your breathing is highly connected to your emotional state, your emotional way of being. When you're anxious, you breathe quicker, more from the chest. Mm. When you're more relaxed, you breathe more from the diaphragm. It's a two-way thing. If we change our breathing rate, it will also impact how we feel. It impacts, it helps to stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system, which helps your system slow down. So one technique called box breathing is something that's very easy to learn. You can find it on the internet if you search box breathing. Basically, you want to breathe, again, breathe more from your diaphragm, so that's below the rib cage, and you breathe in to a slow count, let's say four. You hold your breath for that same count. Let's say it's four again. You breathe out for that same count of four, and then you hold your breath for a count of four, and you repeat that cycle maybe four or five times. And I found with so many people that little technique can help you begin to get out of that state from drowning in that wave to being able to kind of get to surf. It's not going to get rid of it, but it can help you begin to regulate to a level where uh, you can feel that actually you can get a bit of distance from what's going on. Another really helpful um, technique, I think we've mentioned this before as well, is Jacob's uh, progressive muscle relaxation. 
where the focus uh, or the, the intention is to get you to in a more relaxed state and to um, release some tension in your body. Because, of course, when you are overwhelmed, you get tense in your body. Um, so with with this particular um, practice, you're focusing on different muscle groups in your body and you're asking yourself, you in, you invite, you, you're tensing muscle groups, for example, your hands, you might just, you know, put them into a fist and then you very consciously let it go and notice the experience of letting go the tension of the tension in the, in this particular muscle group so that's a really uh, helpful exercise as well or another one with breathing another breathing exercise might be that you imagine you breathe in relaxation and you breathe out tension so you focus on on just that as you're breathing so there there are many 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 different techniques here and i think um it's really helpful to find one that works for you um, because everyone has got different uh, responses and some people prefer particular breathing techniques more than others. Yeah. And also what we talked about earlier, the fight, flight or freeze response, it's really important to do some physical movement mm-hmm. because you have these chemicals, hormones mm-hmm. that your body releases to help you deal with potential threat. Mm-hmm. So actually Go out walking, do some exercise, go running if you can, or, you know, just just do something where you're moving your body, basically, to get these things flowing. It can it can make a difference. If you're sitting in one place at your desk getting more and more overwhelmed, go out and walk around the block. Mm. Getting that different perspective, that different movement, that different pace can be useful. That's important. And also doing something that kind of is rewarding for you, that kind of, that creates that kind of, uh, that flushes you with dopamine. Um, a sense of well-being and feeling good and that might be something creative that might be doing a drawing singing a song or whatever it is that you can do um, that is creative that that kind of provides you with a sense of achievement as well and reminds you that there are uh, parts in your life that are actually functioning quite well and are enjoyable yeah absolutely so yeah so thanks for listening today and there's quite a few things we've covered Hopefully you can take away some of these and think about applying them in your life. Thanks for listening today. Please go over to the relationshipmaze.com and take our free argument style quiz and press subscribe so you can listen to every episode. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Take good care until then. Bye.